You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and I want to tell you a little something. At night, my youngest likes to climb into bed with me, and he asks this every night. Dad, can we watch animals? And uh, that's a way we go onto like social media or YouTube or something. And it's our way to connect. It's our way to laugh and cuddle and coo and, and, and giggle and be together and find something that is adorbs, right? So we're watching uh, animal videos. And the number of animal videos on the internet is, let's say, significant. We've got two animals in our tiny little apartment in New York City. I've got them both with me. Here's here's Dart. This is Dart over here. There you go. He is a he is a bearded dragon. And then there's Rocky. Rocky. There you go. And then you get to see Rocky. Rocky the multi poo. I don't know if you can see his eyes. There he is. But this is our this is our time. Uh, you know our animals. We love having animals. And so I thought about this is that, you know, animals probably have something to do with well-being and probably have something to do with physical activity. So I start looking at the research. Uh, and, and I love this because we've got Dart, who's named after season one of Stranger Things, and Rocky because he's such a little cuddly teddy bear. We needed to give him a, a hard name uh, to, to feel like, you know, like he he could be a little macho, but that's saying you know my my son has Dart, my middle son Xavier. He's also the one. I, if we go anywhere and we're in a hurry, I can't go anywhere with my middle child because he will stop and pet every single dog on the way as we rush to get to the subway or grab a taxi to get somewhere. But animals make us feel good. Pets make us feel good. In fact. We went to a capybara cafe when we visited Tokyo earlier in the year this year. And that was something my daughter wanted to do. I want to see and pet capybaras. And I was like, well, you know what I like? Coffee. So we're let's do this. Let's I'll drink coffee and you pet capybaras. Mm. And it was a delightful experience. They make us feel good. And according to Friedman and Krauss Perello. They say, quote, health benefits include reductions in depression and loneliness, enhanced social interactions or social skills, and decreased anxiety and arousal. Other health benefits, still in the quote here, other health benefits associated with companion animals include the promotion of exercise or physical activity. Nah, this is a absolutely delightful concept that there are you know, they can help with certain things, uh, social interactions for sure, especially if you're walking them around my son, you're about to be socially interacted with either one of my boys. My daughter used to be that way, but she's a little more pulled up these days uh, and tries not to look like she's cooing all over these animals. So I went a little bit deeper into it and I found a meta-analysis and the meta-analysis, really what it says is that the pet information is kind of all over the board. And so the authors of this, Martins et al., decided to have a definitive look at the data. What does the data say about 
pets and physical activity and other types of well-being. And it was interesting to me because it seems that those with pets are not necessarily less prone to depression. And I thought that was interesting because I thought for sure. But here's one of the things we don't know, uh, which is maybe those people who have depression or anxiety or things like that have an increased likelihood of pet ownership. But I have also found myself somewhat stressed out from time to time being a pet owner, but it's usually in their youth when they are chewing on things and they don't necessarily know where the banyo is. And so it can be a little perturbing and aggravating, but that gets better. So maybe, you know, there are some other reasons that are out there. But the meta-analysis said, even though pet ownership does not seem to influence the owner's mental health, it does influence their physical activity, specifically owners uh, that show a high frequency of physical activity more than their non-owner counterparts. That's Martin's at all 2023 uh, on the meta-analysis, pets influence on humans' daily physical activity and mental health a meta-analysis and frontiers of public health. Well, there's a little more information out there that I wanted to, to bring up. So this wasn't enough. And, I, you know, this is not going to be a long podcast in particular because I know a lot of people aren't tuning in and be like, hey, let me get about uh, fitness and uh, physical activity and pets. But a lot of people are pet owners and a lot of your clients are pet owners. And so this could be a good way to influence people to maybe, if you don't feel like they're getting enough physical activity, to maybe circle the block a little bit when they walk their animals, or if they just let them out of the house. I realize that where I live and where you live may be a lot different, because when I grew up in Alabama, we did not walk our dogs. We opened the door and let the dogs out. That's what we did. The dogs and wherever they did their business, they did their business. And when they wanted back in, they would let us know. In New York, with you know, collars and leash and go for a walk. And it seemed very proper. But it was also fun to go down to the creek with a dog. And uh, when I would go hiking to have the dog go with me, I don't know if I went hiking more because I had a dog, but I sure liked when the dog went with me. But if you're looking for a way to get your clients who are pet owners to increase their physical activity, encourage that. I mean, I think we're probably mostly talking about dogs. There's not a lot of people out there walking their cats uh, or their bearded dragons. So I understand that. But um, some of the study also talked about uh, horses and they mentioned goats and they mentioned hamsters and they mentioned cats. And all of those did seem to increase physical activity more than it would otherwise. Oh, shh, Rocky, relax. So we've got physical activity uh, and the function of leisure time physical activity declined with aging. And so this is going to be for older adults, but the decline was slower among pet owners overall. So physical performance was greater. The speed gait, how fast they walked was faster. The uh, rapid speed gait was faster. The normal speed gait was faster and the cardiorespiratory fitness in the older clientele also also was better than the non-pet owning counterparts now they also pointed out that physical well-being controlling for age and comorbidities physical well-being 
was better off for the people who were pet owners. Now, changes in leisure time physical activities with aging did not differ between pet owners and non-pet owners, which means your leisure time activity, it didn't matter if you had a pet or not. If you played tennis, you still went out and played tennis. If you played pickleball, then you still go out and play pickleball. And it seems today that everybody plays pickleball. So uh, good. That's also going to be something else that increases physical activity in people. Dog walking was not independently related to the maintenance of physical function or leisure time physical activity when it came to aging. So when it, the authors kind of discussed the implications here, and they said that the study, quote, provides the first longitudinal evidence that pet ownership is associated with maintained physical function among community-dwelling, general healthy, older adults. And that's Freeman at all 2022 Pet Ownership and Maintenance of Physical Activity in Older Adults, evidence from the Baltimore Longitudinal Study in Aging. And that was published in Innovations in Aging um, in 2022. I thought this was fascinating. But as you know, I've got Rocky here. I'm a pet owner. I've got D'Artagnan over here. Uh, dart being the uh, a lizard that I don't think we get a lot of physical activity because the lizard, to be honest, right? Dart, he's not paying attention. What I'm saying is that I think being a pet owner is very fruitful, it's got benefits more than the benefits of well being. It has been studied, and it, the, the research does show that pet ownership does increase your overall physical activity. It may not increase your leisure time activity. You'll be have as many leisure time activities as a pet owner than a non-pet owner, but the pet owners do have increased overall physical activity, and that, my friends, I think is valuable. With that being said, thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family, and be sure to leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening on. It really does help us. Uh, if you got questions for me, hit me up. You can do so on email, rick.richie at nasm.org, or you can uh, hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickrichie. Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.